Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three cool ladies talk to you about everything in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, video games, even whatever we like. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. Wiggles. And welcome to the episode. Before we get into anything, I just got to warn the people. We are crass and unhinged. So if you don't like swearing or talking about the sexy times, you are invited to leave. Bon voyage. Adios. Today, we are talking about Tis the Season for Revenge by Morgan Elizabeth. Uh, But before we talk about that book, we got to talk about the other stuff that we've been doing. What have you gals been up to? I just finished Run Rose Run, my first James Patterson, uh, and I picked it because it also was co-written by Dolly Parton. Um, I listened to this on audiobook, which I thought was going to be awesome, and it kind of was because Dolly Parton voices one of the main characters, but she wrote an entire album to go with the book, and I was like, this is going to be fucking fantastic because they're going to play that music in meshed in the book and the storytelling and they didn't oh sad panda and i was like why you had the opportunity to do something amazing here and you gave me something that was meh um so it was a solid three read the ending was predictable it wasn't that tricky to figure out so yeah that's all i've i've read recently So last weekend, I don't know why I decided this was a good idea, but I went to the doctor on Fridays and then I got my COVID shot and my flu shot at the same time. And that one, two punched me for the entire fucking weekend. So I did a whole lot of nothing um, (laughs) last weekend because I could not function. I was so fucking nauseated. It wasn't even funny. Last weekend was an entire fucking haze. I've got nothing. Fair enough. Liz? Oh, you know me. I got things. So I read Goal by L. Kennedy. That is the fourth in the off-campus series. I've talked about these books before. I love them. They are great. Uh, this one was less college and more like figuring out what happens after college. And it's a hockey romance, but it was definitely more on the relationship side. So it was still good. It was like a four, maybe 3.75, but we don't do quarters. So... <laughs> I mean, we could. It's our podcast. We do what we want. (laughs) And then I read Cruel Summer by Morgan Elizabeth, which is the second book in this series, in this revenge series, the second after the book we're discussing today. Uh, And that's Cammie's book or Cam's book. It was was fine. It really wasn't great. It was like a 2.5, maybe three if we're pushing it. Would you say that it has the vibe of Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer or the 80s Cruel Summer more? I don't know what the 80s Cruel Summer is, so I can't answer your question. It's a cruel, cruel summer. That triggered nothing here, in my brain. Leaving me here on my own. Wow. Okay. Uh, mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Danny, could you tell me what this book is about? I don't remember. I would <laughs> love to tell you what this book is about. Tis the season for revenge is about Abby, who gets her ass dumped by her 
four-year relationship boyfriend who is an asshole getting into his car in a bunny costume to go to his like work Halloween party and everything. And she decides that she is going with her friends. They're they're thinking up all sorts of revenges to get back at him and everything. And to be like, the best way to get over somebody is to get under someone else and discovers his boss on the dating app. So she decides that the best revenge is to fuck his boss. Like um, you do. Like you do. She matches with him and everything and they set up a date. Her whole plan is to get him to like her enough, not to be like strings attached. That was very clear. But to get him to take her as his date to their um, holiday party, which she has been excluded from all these years. Dick never took her to any of the work parties at all because he was embarrassed of her. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. Liz, do you have anything you want to tell us about our author? Listen, okay. I know it was my responsibility to look up things about Morgan Elizabeth. (laughs) And I tried. Uh, I looked at her TikTok. She doesn't have a website that I could find. So I don't know much about her other than she has the fourth book in this series coming out like now-ish, I think. Hmm. So end of October as of recording. I know. I mean. I failed. I really just needed you to say her name because we hadn't. (laughs) I had. I said it when I said this book. she said it. It's on my fault. You don't listen to me. Wow. It's true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I will say sometimes romance authors, it's hard to find things about them. There are some authors that don't really want a lot of their personalness involved in their book. Anyway, we're going to talk about this book. Yeah. I want to start us off sort of tangentially related to the book um, and then we can dig in. But how many rom-com references did you catch in this book and by references i don't mean she made a reference to the rom-com but like literally took plot points from the rom-com and put them in the book well this whole entire book has legally blonde vibes oh yeah not even just vibes i like she even says when she's talking about the like restaurant that they go to how fancy it is the celebrities she says she thinks she could see being here are Literally, Luke Wilson and <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I was like, so subtlety's, subtlety is not the not the name of the game on this one. And I don't remember, did Elle dress up as a bunny? Yeah, she did. did she? But she was full Playboy bunny. She did. Whereas yeah. as our person was not. She was, she was still sexy, but she was doing a little more demi- demure. Well, mm-hmm. she had like a skirt and stuff on. So yeah. it was kind of like different. I also got very strong John Tucker Must Die vibes with the friends. I have not seen that. I have not either. Oh, well, then you guys completely missed that. Yeah. Um, uh, The briefest of overviews, what the plot of that movie is, is a girl's working at a restaurant and John brings in the same or comes to the same restaurant with three different women. um, Mm. And they all think that they're exclusive and they're not, uh, apparently. And... She reveals this to him to them after he breaks up with all of them, and they start get, trying to get revenge on this guy. So there was that, yeah. <laughs> there was also how to lose a guy in ten day vibes going on. Oh, because of the like the plot, the yeah. plot, and then it yeah. all like unfolds mm-hmm. at a big event, yeah. a big work yep, event. Yep, yep. There was another one, and it's eluding me. But there was another one where I was like, "Holy shit." That is a whole plot point stolen right from this movie. I didn't 
object necessarily, but I was just like, I understand that romance pulls a lot from other romance, but uh, you know, at what point is it? Is it literally you're just rehashing? I don't know, but I mean, it was fine. It all worked together, but it was like this like Frankenstein movie made into a book. See, and I really only got like huge legally blonde vibes, but I don't watch a lot of rom coms. I do. I really do. Why am I in this podcast with you guys? So you say this all the time. And I don't know. At this point, I'm starting to wonder if we kidnapped you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like I like reading romance books and stuff. Yeah, I'm more here from the books. The, the movies is wiggles. The movies is wiggles. I am a movie addict. Yeah. It's not I am specific too, to rom-coms. Not. <laughs> but. Anyway, so this book starts off very similar to Legally Blonde, but I don't think it quite gets to the heart that Legally Blonde has, but that's my opinion. What do you guys think? What do you mean by the heart? A big part of it is that Elle realizes her potential. And like one of the big critiques he gives her at the beginning is that she's not motivated to do anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know that it really has that same like self-love. Well, but at the same time with Legally Blonde, Elle changes everything about how she's been you know, doing her life and everything. This girl, she likes what she does. Mm-hmm. She doesn't change it for him. No, she changes it for the first guy. It's just different order. No, I meant because the rejection when when Elle gets rejected she and she gets into the law school and everything, she changes everything and that's that's why she does it. When this girl gets rejected, she doesn't change anything about who she is. She doesn't want anything to fucking do with him anymore. She just wants to piss him off. Yeah, I kind of get what Danny is saying where Elle changed her entire collegiate career to prove that she was worth it. Whereas this gal, Abby, was just kind of like, well, fuck you then. She's kind of trying to prove that she deserves to be the person she is. Yeah. I don't know that she's trying to prove that. Damien's trying to prove it to her. She's trying to find herself. Again. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. I think that the the difference with between how the two characters react is that Elle was not asked to change for whatever his name is. And instead thinks that if she changes, that that's mm-hmm. the problem. And so it's just different order, but it's yeah. really the same thing. Can we talk about, since we're here, can we talk about all the things that Abby did for Richard and like how much she changed. Holy fuck! The I almost, she went I to. literally almost texted you and was like, "No." <laughs> I was well, mad the, for like the first three chapters. Well, I was <laughs> mad in the sense that like it was a lot, but that really happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's the thing is it wasn't. I wasn't mad about the fact that she experienced it. Like yeah, that it does happen exactly like you say. But I was mad that she was still defending a lot of it. And I was like, girl, no. Well, I think that's... I mean, One of those things, I'm I'm furious. I think that's... But that's also realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it isn't just like a switch that you can flip. You have to like unlearn those almost gut reactions of defending like all the changes you made for that person. Well, yeah. And I think what Wiggles was, was trying to say is she's not furious that that's what was happening. She's furious on her behalf because that is absolutely yeah. something that happens. It's hard to turn that off, the defense and everything. It's it kind of showing your trauma. Yeah. Yes. And, and an additional 
frustration I had with it is that some of the things that she did, she did not, he did not ask her to do, right? Some of the things that she did were not, oh, I'm, I'm doing this because it's the only way he'll be happy with me with him. Some of the things she thinks that's just what a woman should do for a man. And that's independent of being with Richard. And that was the hardest thing for me to get through this book is you would have these moments with great, like, yes, she's doing awesome. This is great. And then she would make comments like that where I was like, she would say, you know, I I did all these things because that's what makes a good wife. I was like, get the fuck away from me. You do not get to slip in this like very sexist perspective and and call it feminism. That's (laughs) no. Well, no, but I think that's like that is also a part of her trauma is that like whether it was from Richard or even before that like you you have to be the dutiful wife who like bends and molds to your partner and Mm cleans everything and takes care of them and sets up their doctor's appointments and like mm-hmm. all that shit yeah she's learning that that isn't necessarily that's not a thing like when she makes him dinner at one point you know he had a really rough day he wants to spend time with her and she she did a very nesting thing which right. is she made dinner and picked up which she then realized that oh my god he's going to be upset because i i went overboard and it's like no that is a nice thing that a girlfriend would do if they were boyfriend girlfriend like i get well, yes. her i get her anxiety right no no her yeah. anxiety I would also be like for real. i have overstepped yeah. i yeah. went through this man's shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that you know that's not an unusual thing for, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody, if they're having a rough day, it would not be weird to make them dinner. You're good, hon. You didn't mm-hmm. like he was mm-hmm. thrilled. And he was like, you don't I want to be I love that. He was like, I want to be clear. This is awesome. But you didn't have to do this either. Right. And that's the other thing. Like Damien, he one minute he'll make a comment like that. And I'm like, yes, this guy is amazing. And then other times like she kind of just trades in an old model of the same car that's got upgrades if you know what I mean like he he also thinks that he's entitled to undress her that part I was uh, I was when they were having sex no no or when, like when he like at the end yes like she's dressed in a black dress and it's too conformist for him so he literally she's like I don't know I just would feel this is what I think I should wear, right? And he's like, you're not being your true self. And I know you better than you, even though I've known you for a month. And I'm going to literally undress you. Ooh, that made me angry. I was screaming for a while into a pillow. I was just like, God. It's technically two months, but still. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, there's definitely some moments with Damien where I'm like, you need to actually also check yourself, dude, because yeah, you're being yeah. a little too controlling. Yeah. Right. Especially it's- in such an extreme power dynamic, which he was trying to not play up the power dynamic of him being like a, a rich ass lawyer and mm-hmm. 14 years older than her. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. Like, it doesn't go away. I don't know. It was really confusing because, like I said, there were also these really great moments yeah. where I would yeah. be like, yes, this is this is a great relationship. And then there'd be moments like that where I'm like, no, incorrect. Like, I can understand him bringing up the fact that that's not really, you know, what she do. Mm-hmm. But, like, he kind of w- very much implied that you cannot wear that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I didn't like. I'm like, you can definitely be like, here's the thing. If this is what you're comfortable in and you, you what you want to wear, fine. However, I don't feel like this is really what you as a person would normally want to wear or, you know, is your fashion. Right. Are you doing this for a certain reason? Like, talk to me about it. 
Well, she did say that when he asked her, why are you wearing this dress? She's like, well, you know, we're going to a nice event and I don't want to like look the part, not look the part, like look appropriate or whatever. And he was just like, nope, not doing that. And I'm like, okay, you can (laughs) literally tell her like, if you want to wear that dress, it's fine, but you don't have to wear you don't uh, have to change this. for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should have definitely been a more of a discussion than a, a I'm the one in control situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's that's I think the problem with Damien is that he's he's giving off Dom vibes. They oh, never yeah. use that language. But, you know, but at a certain point, it's not just a fun little game you're doing. This is an independent human being with who's capable of free thought. And while, yes, she's traumatized, that does not mean you get to override her choices or opinions. Correct. Yeah. The thing that really kind of took me out of it, because I liked him a lot in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Same. Yep. But the thing that really bothered me was when they first were getting together and he was like, listen, this is just for fun, but we're going to be exclusive if we're going to do it. And then she was like, okay, I, we can agree to that. And there was this whole like, you're mine. And while we're while we're together, you're mine. And that's my body and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't like that. I don't like it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's one thing that's been always like, it takes me instantly out. When, like the mine when it's like, oh, I've... I have a deep connection with you and therefore I you're mine, but I'm also yours. Right? Like that right. that's yeah. hot. The I own this body, uh-uh. bitch. No, you don't. Nuh-uh. <laughs> no, you do not. Nuh-uh. Like bedroom play that is strictly to the bedroom and you're all like kind of testing the waters mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. But outside of it, or like when she was like dressing and stuff and he'd be like uh-uh that's my body don't you hide it i'm mm-hmm. like fuck you <laughs> not anymore Bye. <laughs> and always i want to put in just a disclaimer for everyone just because we like something in books too does not necessarily mean that they, that is something that i would ever want in real life oh 1000 percent. i i have a like a weird love for the like defensive like boyfriend thing i don't i don't want that i would literally chew someone's <laughs> ass out i'd be like sit your ass down i will call for you when i need you okay right yeah um, no. but i do also enjoy it in my books <laughs> oh yeah there's many things like that where i'm like oh oh in books and in real life i would be like get your ass away from me i like the cute shit though and it was kind of cute at the beginning yeah like, like well, they're there dating stuff cute shit actually. there's a lot of cute i actually i really do like this book i do too I do like that as much as I hated the dressing scene, I do like that he was like, no, I, I'm attracted to that girl who went on the date with me. I don't, right. whatever mm-hmm. you think that you need to be to be with me. No, I went on a date with that girl. We liked <laughs> the sentiment, not the, the. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I did enjoy that. This whole book, I would have like moments where I'm like, yes, knocked it out of the park. And then I'd turn around and I'd be like, I'm going to literally rip my face in half. <laughs> I didn't have such an extreme reaction as you. But. Neither did I. I was listening to this on audiobook too. Well, and it, it probably was because I read it all very quickly. Like oh, I read, I, it, I read in it in like, a day. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I listened to the entire audiobook in one day. And then I reread it because I was like, I, re- I read this fast. I don't know what happened anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, read it quite that fast. But that same energy also carried it over into how she interacted with her friends. One minute I'm loving it. And the next I'm like... No. 
What didn't you like about her friends? Well, Kat I don't. And Cam. It wasn't even that I didn't like her friends or didn't like how they were reacting to things, except that Cam's reaction to her wanting to bail out of the plan, especially when she knew that there were feelings involved, felt really disingenuous. Like it did not feel appropriate to the character. Yeah. Well, the problem there, as the person who's read Cam's book, is she's trying to build up Cam's character and give her this very dramatic backstory as to why she shuts people out and why she hates men and mm-hmm. likes the idea of revenge. But it just wasn't written out, I think, yeah. enough. Like, because mm-hmm. I kind of I understand where she was going for on it that you know she's very distrustful of men and everything but at the same time like i'm gonna call myself out here super hard so am i Mm -hmm. i have very little trust for men i instantly would have been like bail bail girl bail hard she clearly very much likes this guy Mm -hmm. and he's he's proven to everyone around that he's a half-ass decent man and that's the issue right because she cam has decided that Abby cannot be trusted or listened to when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. And so she's not she's not listening to Abby. She's just telling her, stop with all your feelings and just go with the plan. Right. And I really don't like that. As somebody who doesn't really trust men very much, does not like relationships, I am still always the first person to be like, here is my opinion, but it is your relationship. Right. Because sometimes being friends with people is giving hard truths. Mm-hmm. However, at the end of the day, it's still your relationship. And But I, I'm not going to tell you what to do in your own relationship. Uh, my problem with that is that there wasn't a resolution, at least as far mm-hmm. as their friendship. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a moment where Abby and Kat kind of sat Cammy down and said, listen, you're not even listening to your friends anymore. Yeah. I get that. Abby made a lot of bad choices with Richard. Mm-hmm. And so I could get why Cammy was like, you can't be trusted. You 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 make bad choices with men. But it, it there just should have been a resolution to the whole thing. But like I really did want to them to like sit down and have the conversation of be like, here's the thing. I get it. Just because that is your experience doesn't mean that you get to apply it to every man in the world well, and every relationship in the world. I think the other bigger like big problem with it is it wasn't just that it might screw up her relationship. It was also very much going to hurt this guy who had not done nothing wrong. Because Cam kept saying that nobody's going to get hurt in this situation. She's like, but people are. Yeah. At this, like, at first it was supposed to be no strings attached. It's not. And people are going to get hurt. I need to have this conversation with him. But on the, the like flip side of some of this stuff, going to the relationship with Richard, I think there's also got to be some guilt on the part of Kat and Cammie that they weren't doing enough. Because you know? as I said before, being a, a good friend sometimes is t- telling hard truths. Well, and they they knew it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the extent. Yeah, but they didn't realize they, everything she was doing. But they knew about like Abby having to drive to Pennsylvania or whatever to get Richard's medication and when she had like the flu too wasn't it yeah she was like sick when it happened and having to change her entire wardrobe so that she fit his country club wife vision and dye her hair dye her hair they also mentioned golf lessons which i will be honest with you i disagreed with that one because 
if you have a partner who enjoys an activity, it totally makes sense for you to try it and see if you enjoy it too, mm-hmm. to I do agree. it together. Well, and that was that was one of those things throughout the beginning I was kind of confused and conflicted on. But then as we went further, I sort of was like, some of this is absolutely abuse on Richard's part. Yeah. And some of it is you have some major internalized misogyny that you need to get processed through. Like some of this is not his fault. It's it's just he you offered it to him and he took it. Yeah. Right? A little bit. I think that's part of the like you have to interpret because her always going over there and cleaning his apartment and stuff. They talked a little that Richard asked or demanded, I don't know, for Abby to do some of that stuff. But the kind of like pay attention, not quite pick me, but almost pick me energy. Mm-hmm. But that does happen in relationships all the time. Oh, right? absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people don't uh, want to see red flags yeah. already. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're already just excited to be with somebody that they think is the bee's knees. Right. I get that. But there's also an aspect of I'm just going to give a little bit more. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, you've lost an entire chunk of yourself. Oh, absolutely. And it definitely happens because I've, I've had this happen to me specifically. It happens so gradually sometimes that you don't notice that you're losing parts of yourself along the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and where where I say I'm conflicted on that is there's obviously that aspect to it. But then there's also things where she's very judgy of the group that she's expected to fit in with. Right. And this happens in, in Legally Blonde, too. There's like right. a, this very harsh judgment to these Hardford girls. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. And this in this version of that, she aspired to be one of these lawyer wives, which that's a little gold diggery. I'm sorry. It just is. Why aren't you aspiring to just be a wife if if marriage is really what you want? There was like one throw, throwaway line halfway or maybe three-fourths way through the book where Abby is saying uh, something like in college that I was actually majoring in an MRS instead of like a, a bachelor's or something. And I'm like, okay, okay. to each their own. Yeah. There, I mean, there's yeah. definitely a little, but a little gold diggery things that are happening and everything that I'm definitely like, it makes me a little itchy. I, I see what you understand or what you're talking about when, you know, she's judging these, you know, the the lawyer wives when she really hasn't met them because Richard never took her to any mm-hmm. of the events and everything. Yeah. yeah. And there's also the like, oh, look at all these like dowdy outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people like wearing pantsuits or, yes. you know, whatever. I, I love a business casual wear. Uh-huh. Come at me, bitch. I look great in a suit. <laughs> well, and my thing, too, is where would empowers you? Some people showing some skin empowers you. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you feel like a badass bitch is what you go with. Like, where right. would you want to wear? Well, and here's the thing. And if anybody is confused on this, whether or not it's in reading this book or in life, if your self value can only go up by bringing someone else's down that is that is not nope. self-affirmment that is no. not self-love that is you pushing somebody else up to give you a boost that's that's bullshit and if you're doing that knock it off because i Absolutely. fucking hate that shit it's not that hard to appreciate that i'm not 
necessarily like other girls, but also I fucking love women, right? <laughs> like they're not, those are not diametrically opposed ideas mm-hmm. until you make it that way. Yeah. Right. Because in this Abby, they call her the Malibu Barbie. She's very mm-hmm. much like the, the uber pretty. She's very much the uber pink. That's her whole thing. And she loves everything pink. And is that my fashion? Not at all. Mm-mm. No, thank you. <laughs> but everybody can wear what they want or look like however they want doesn't matter i also think i'd be more accepting of it if she wasn't 28 years old i think is what she is in the book yes i had that attitude when i was a teenager only it was i'm not gonna wear pink because pink makes me too girly and being too girly is stupid but also i was a fucking teenager who didn't know shit about fuck i mean i don't mind the fact that she's all like malibu barbie like whatever yeah, be if you that want to do that do but- that that doesn't mean you point at other people and say they're shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Here's what I think is interesting about this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have this whole like revenge plot, but I think it's could have been better. You think the revenge could have been better? I think I'm going to go into Wiggles Rewrite Corner. Oh, okay. So this is what I think that they should have done because it would have been so much better and more original. Not original, but more. What... I don't get why she doesn't tell him at the beginning and then they don't revenge this guy together. She does mention that. She's like, he probably would have been cool with all this. But she didn't know what Damien was like in the beginning. Yes. But by Thanksgiving, she would have known. Well, she didn't know in the beginning. But if a guy came to like our Tinder date and was like, here's the thing. I am looking for low commitment here. Because I am doing this to get revenge on my ex. I'd be like, tell me what you did. And we'll see. I, I get where you're going with this, Wiggles. I probably, when he would have been like, I'm looking for like a no strings attached relationship. I probably at that point would have been like, okay, so here's the thing. Yes. Um, my ex-boyfriend dumped me when the night he was supposed to take me to your guys' Halloween party. I want to fuck his boss in revenge. AKA you. AKA that's, you. That's you. You're the guy. Uh, and, well, and also the couple that plots together stays together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I agree with you that that is exactly what should have happened. I just don't think maybe like the first date that that should have happened. Yeah. Having him also contribute, even if it's like, I'm just going to happen to be out of my office today. Right. <laughs> like That would add an element of camaraderie that just would have been really fun to It would have been really read. funny. I think I would have enjoyed that more, especially because it would have fed the romance more. Yes. It would have given us more moments of them like being cute together and like having funny little inside jokes and stuff. I'm going to try and keep this tangent as short as humanly possible, but also it it must happen. Oh, boy. All right. Behind the majority of successful men is a woman who's doing significantly more labor than she should be doing. Obviously, not all. Like, I, I, I shouldn't have to say that. If it doesn't apply to you, shut up. Okay. But there are a lot of guys who are, who, who do this, right? Right. Like we talked about this stuff happens yeah. all the time, but it isn't just like happen in this manipulative sense. It happens in the sense that this is for so many people, the expectation of what a relationship is. It's oh. a woman giving everything and a guy giving her scraps. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of it is just. It's not even men, and and there are plenty of men who do think this way, but there are plenty of guys who kind of just don't realize that they're doing it until mm-hmm. somebody points it out to them mm-hmm. enough times. 
Well, there's this phenomenon that, uh, and I admittedly watched too much TikTok late at night, but I'm watching a lot of psychiatrists lately, but apparently there's this phenomenon where women will say over and over again, I I can't do this. This needs to change. This is not working for me. And then they'll finally like break up with them and split and they'll be like, why? Why? I don't get it. I told you. Bitch. I told you. Listen to me. (laughs) Here's the thing. I want a wife. I don't want a husband. I want a wife. And not in the, the like, I mean, I did listen. Not, in, <laughs> yes, but also no. That's not Sexuality my point right is now. A spectrum. <laughs> I want. Listen, strap ons, man. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> you can get what you want. I, yes. Yeah. I would love to have the free labor of somebody doing all that shit for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Versus having a husband who you have to do that for, shit for? A fuck a no. A fuck a no. <laughs> a fuck a no. <laughs> uh, all right. That was your short tangent, Th- huh? That was my short tangent. Okay. Imagine it long. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I do want to talk about the revenges she does independent from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because they're hilarious. The so. glitter is mean. The glitter is super mean. Yeah. And mostly because he's obsessed with apparently a kind of stupidly ugly car. He feels to me like the type of person that bought a PT Cruiser when it was new. Hey. Yeah. They're ugly as sin. I loved my PT Cruiser. <laughs> Fuck you both. They're ugly. I loved it. It actually drove decently in the winter, which I was kind of shocked by. Anyway, the point stands that this guy only does things because he thinks they're popular or they'll get him attention, right? Because he's a massive narcissist. Oh, absolutely. But the keys thing I fucking love. The keys thing terrifies me. Like if someone did that to me, like glitter would suck, but I'm I'm in a craft industry. Sure. It's going to happen eventually anyway. Maybe not in that way, but like glitter will get into my car. The keys thing passing around my cell phone number and just putting it on keys and having people be like, oh, you lost your key. I'll call this number. That that frees me out a little bit. I mean, it's great revenge. It's oh, yeah. so fucking funny. But yeah, uh, no, it would be terrifying if it was if happening If someone did that to, to me, I would just buy a new cell phone number. Yeah, no, I would, I would get a new number at that point, too. Yeah. They also put his office number on something too didn't they the like boy band fan site oh that's right oh yeah she said it was like harry Harry styles Styles or something yeah it was his leaked number yeah yeah so people were calling his office number which i i love it in a book aspect to actually do that to somebody in reality like that could get him fired i would like to imagine that the phone calls he was picking up were the classic girl boy band uh scream so it was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. that's what I want to to be the case. Um, whether or not that was true, it is. Also, well, his office number. He probably was answering like, "Hello, this is Richard." Blah 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 at blah 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 law firm. So, well, probably didn't I'm, happen. I, the, in my assumptive situation, he never got past hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he was a very, very he was a very bougie boy as far as like non-fat everything. He was constantly commenting on her body and everything too. Um, so she changed his coffee order every morning to have it like the full cream and everything so that he would get fatter. I was confused by this. Where is there places that you just have like your coffee order on repeat? Uh, I assume it was like with Starbucks, you can do it like pre-order. And so I, I'm guessing she changed what his usual is mm. and he just kept hitting the pre-order button. Oh. I don't know. Like it's, it's very possible that there is a way to in bigger cities though have like Probably. a standing order set up. I also thought that 
the taking in of the the tailoring. Yes. Genius oh. move. And not not an excessive amount. It still technically fits. It's yeah. just tight. Yeah. So inappropriate looking. I think the next logical step in that is swapping out, especially if they're the type of person who has the same style of sock that they wear every day, swapping them out for the smaller size sock. That would fuck up my shit. <laughs> if it ca- because like, okay, everybody who is from a cold weather climate knows this feeling. When you put your boot on and your sock starts sliding down in the boot. Oh. And I feel like that oh. would just be his life, right? Just constantly having the sock slide down in your shoe. Oh, God. That would... Oh, I already am not a big fan of socks, as you're both aware. <laughs> but, like, the thought of that sock sliding... Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Oh, yeah. That's what no. nightmares are made of. Thinking of Mean Girls with all this revenge shit? Is that, that the That was you're probably the of? fourth movie. Yeah. 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 It definitely has Mean Girls vibes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's... the. I think the only thing that it doesn't do is uh go after the army of skanks <laughs> <laughs> but that's because i don't think richard has friends so it's true what are um oh, i'm trying to think of there was another oh it was the hair oil thing yeah she, she, she just canceled it she just canceled it to but... be fair it's like yeah man i just i would have fucked up with those appointments like yes having access to all of his like doctor's appointments whatever other appointments were in that calendar i would have fucked those up so hard i would have this is how i would have fucked them up because this is how you really screw somebody's day especially if it's doctor's appointments i would have asked them if they could push them a half an hour later because he has a really important uh meeting coming up and then here's the thing he don't change anything in his fucking calendar so then he's always late and can't get in yeah yep yeah i'm i'm mean <laughs> oh i would have done very similar but i would have just like i wouldn't even call the doctor i would have just switched the like calendar because more than likely he is not paying attention to that until the mm. like the week of i would have just switched it to like the day before or the day a- probably the day after so he missed it or got like that call well here's so why you do do it like a half an hour off right because he's still making the effort to go to the appointment and then has to get there and be sent away well, that's why I was thinking do it the day before, but then he can just come the next day and mm-hmm. still get the appointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're still screwing with somebody. And honestly, when you arrange your work schedule around those appointments, yes. mm-hmm. to have to rearrange it yes. or like, fuck, I could have been working today, but now I have to do tomorrow, but I can't actually go to that appointment tomorrow because I have all these meetings or these client appointments. Mm-hmm. I also kind of appreciated that they plotted on how they could legally do things to fuck with him that aren't going to get them in trouble. Because there is definitely a point where you could push too far and it becomes a legal issue. Yeah, don't key somebody's car. Unless you are 100% confident you can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah, but he got a fancy car. You know he got like video cameras and that shit. He's a little bitch. That's that's just all I have to say about that. He's a little bitch. He's a little bitch. The the other thing too, right, is the, the line of could she go to his apartment? Because I'm sure she has a key because she goes over there all the time to like clean and shit and cook for him but he also has a doorman so he probably did put in that she's not allowed anymore maybe here's a classic movie trope that i'm curious as to the legality of it when a breakup happens or Mm -hmm. a gal catches her her man cheating right 
and she starts throwing his shit out the fucking window or like puts it on the curb and so puts a sign in front of it that says it's free and shit like that i feel like that could get you in a lot of legal trouble maybe i'm wrong maybe you're just like oh i accidentally put this stuff out here because i wanted to deep clean the carpets oops yeah i mean it could it could get you in a lot of legal trouble the best thing i think is to box it all up I know that's the mature thing to do and not always the thing that you want to do in the moment when you're angry, but they're not worth getting in legal trouble over. I would love to say, I would love to say that I would do some of this unhinged shit that goes through my brain, but I also know me. I would just, I would just do exactly what you said. I'd be like, just get away from me from now on. Yeah. I I feel like Wiggs, you're the person that if, if this were to happen to you, you would just be like. I don't want to think about them. Right. Yeah, you're dead to me. Yeah. 100%. I like, okay, so they talk about like the Libra closed door. I'm like, I don't really mess with astrology, but I do think it's funny because it's 1000% accurate. <laughs> if I close oh, yeah. the door on you, you aren't getting back in. Oh, like, yeah, no. That, <laughs> and that's that is both a one of us. way exit. <laughs> that's both of us. Yeah, you're, you're dead to me. If I If I've given up on you as a person, you no longer exist. Yeah. Did you say that was a Leo or a Libra? Libra. Libra. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. Everything comes with pro and con lists. But, yeah. Yep. That's- <laughs> <laughs> we are the scales of justice. And well, I'm a Virgo on the cusp of being a Leo. So then there's also moments where I'm a bit unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like how quickly that came. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, in the book, what do you think is the most unrealistic thing? A, the fact that they both created a dating app and then found their person within like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. B, finding a, a rich boyfriend mm-hmm. or I, I didn't have a C. I, those are my two options. See all of the above. <laughs> I know someone who, when we were still very young met their person on dating apps before they were really that popular. Like this was early 20s. And and they're they're still together very happy as far as I can tell. I we don't we're not in communication anymore, not in a like a negative way, but just like yeah, just people, people drift different apart. lives. Yeah. We don't even live anywhere near each other. And I was like they that is the relationship that that gives me the secret hope that there's a way to meet someone online. <laughs> <laughs> and find somebody because uh, they they clicked immediately and have been married for i want to say they got married only a couple years after that so i want to say like they've been married eight years maybe not quite but something like that i do want to talk about so also damien is he wants to do cases that are for the better of the world essentially he wants to better his corner of things essentially which i really like and i really enjoy the fact that like the case that he took that you kind of get a sense of is a an abuse case she finally Mm -hmm. you know left him and everything and he brings abby into it because he's like here's the thing she's really self-conscious about the fact that she's got this bruise still and everything and I was just hoping that, that there might be, if I bring her in, of course, I will pay for it and everything. If I bring her in, can we do her makeup? That moment, I was like, I love you. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Damien definitely had some panty mel- melting moments that weren't actually sexual. They were just like, <gasps> he's a nice guy. I'm like, oh, my God, sir. Take me. I'm yours. Because he's he's fighting for this woman's and being protective of her. And I love that. It also gave us a little bit of insight to Abby, though, because then she was able to talk about her past where her mom just like became abusive and alcoholic and Mm -hmm. like all this terrible shit. Well, that that was one of my favorite lines that we had in the book uh, was just because mine was more doesn't make yours less. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I really love that. I also really like because because you've gotten the idea of what her growing up and everything was like, um, you also get the get them to the conversation about having children and everything. And I really like this conversation. I did too. The conversation is that she she basically admits that she does not ever want to have kids. And they have the conversation of why she doesn't want to have kids. And she's like, here's the thing. I realize that I'm like my mother. I want to be loved by my person and I want us to be together and that's you know the thing and she goes and I realized that sounds selfish and I was like but I see that as understanding who you are as a person and not bringing a child into the world that you can't fully devote yourself to well and the way she describes it I think is absolutely perfect of like if you have a kid, your life then revolves around them. They become the consuming thing. And, and she's it like, should. Yes, absolutely. And she's like, I don't want that. I want my partner so we can be consumed by each other and then just go out into the world and do all the things that we want to do. Yes. And she, you know, she points out, she goes, it's not that I don't like children. Her Her sister has kids. And she loves them and everything, and she would do anything for them. She obviously cares very much for, I think it's Susan was the woman that was abused. I think so, yeah. That sounds um, right. She, she sends things to her and for the girls. She just is very in tune with the fact that, that she doesn't want any of her own. I think the thing I liked about it in this book is the fact that it would have been easy, I, I think, for the writing to fall back onto Abby's past and just have her come from a place of just trauma and mm-hmm. instead she came from a place of of like intelligence and and self-understanding i think too it would have been really easy to fall into the trope of the older guy younger girl this is his chance to have kids right yeah which is gross or the trope of the older guy doesn't want to have kids mm-hmm. and she's like oh but i really want to please give me kids daddy and Ew. and uh, yeah Sorry, i know just, it's you, disgusting that yes. just gave me the ick so hard the way you said that i know what i'm doing <laughs> and I, I i appreciate that it didn't fall into that either. yes yeah i like that they had the total adult conversation this is why i don't want them you know because she had accepted that it was mo- it had moved into something more because he was then at Thanksgiving with her family and everything. And I like that they had that adult conversation. I I do want to talk a little bit about their age gap. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because 14 years, I get age is nothing but a number, but also. <laughs> but also. That's my comment. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It I don't mind it. My brother is 13 years younger than my Mm sister-in-law. What I do like about this is she's 28. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're both fully adults. Mm -hmm. So that is why it never seems to bother me when, you know. Right. That makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. 
interestingly enough for me, the cutoff is 24. Uh, if if she was 24 and, and he was 41, I would have been like, fuck no. Mm. Not okay with that. And it, like, that's like the cutoff going up for like that as well. Like a, 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 if you have somebody who is 35 of the 28 year old, cool. Oh, yeah. If you have somebody who's 35 of the 24 year old, eat shit and die. Right. I don't know what that is. 25 and 24. Is that what you 24 said? and tw- and 35. Oh, uh, I don't know why. Thir- like 24 is where I'm like, they're still kid. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. There, that's a child yeah there's definitely something about early 20s versus late 20s mm-hmm. like there is such a distinct difference yeah. it's it's just i the age difference doesn't bother me like i said you know there is a large age difference in my family but again they didn't start dating until he was in his late 20s mm-hmm. i just i think it would have bothered me if it's like she's an 18 year old you know Ooh, that gross. that grosses me out i'm like absolutely not that is no, a child no. That is a child. Like she's definitely this in this case, she's definitely experienced the world and everything and had her things. So that's why it doesn't bother me so much. Well, and I don't really have an issue per se with the, their age gap, um, except that it feels like it is a factor in some of the ways that they interact. I, it's always going to be a factor mm-hmm. because yeah. realistically, when you have 14 years difference, the, the older individual has experienced a lot more. Sure. And in this case, has earned a lot more money, has a lot more uh, earthly possessions. So it's just how do you deal with it? Right. I will say I do appreciate in this book the timeline. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, they start dating very quickly and everything. But everything after that is very slow. Yeah. It's like, oh, one date a week. mm -hmm. It's way more close to reality. Yeah. Well, and like so... When they do end up moving in together and everything at the end, they dated for two years before they moved in together. Mm-hmm. Well, it is over two months. And at the end of the two months is when they first say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though it is insta lovey ish, mm-hmm. it's more insta lusty, which is completely realistic. Oh, yes. And it's also both of them being like, oh, I actually like that like I liked that conversation I liked those dates maybe mm-hmm. I could see the next step and the next step yes and the next step. yes yes I did really like that about yeah. this book it was very much uh I am getting to know you and appreciate you and everything and I understand it starts out as something casual and it did move into something else sometimes you you know yeah. what your intention had been is not what ends up happening because you're like no I actually really fucking like this person I don't just want to fall into bed with them well and He's hot. Oh, yeah. He's oh. hot. My favorite are the, in my brain when I was reading it and Abby would be like, oh, and I can hear Damien's Bronx accent coming out. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a little bit of a New Yorker accent on this this hot man. <laughs> <laughs> he Bronxes it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Bronx it up, boy. I don't always do this. In fact, most of the time I would say I don't. But in my head the entire time, he was Diego from the Umbrella Academy. And oh. I was like, sir. I can't handle this. Now it's all I would be able to picture. Oh, Diego. Yeah. I have a huge crush on Diego. I won't lie to you. He's mm, he's real nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you guys think about the half an orange situation? That an actual like term of endearment? It is. I had to look it up. As soon as I saw the word, I was like, why would he call her that? Like before we get even close to an explanation, and I'm like. That's super weird. Looking it up, I also looked up, um, I can't remember what the word is, but um, the other name he calls her, what is Ru- it? 
Rubia. Rubia. It's Blondie. Oh, oh so fair enough. If you were, if you were curious, because I can't, I can't continue till I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I figured they'd get into it eventually in the book. So I was, they never did do Rubia though. I was just, it was one of those moments where I'm like, is that in in the Spanish language and the um, Latino culture? Is that an actual term saying. of? I don't know which specific. Spanish-speaking cultures it applies to, but when I looked it up, it was a thing. Oh, good to know. I thought it was cute. It is cute. I don't think you... Maybe you should have dropped it right away, but... (laughs) Otherwise, it was just kind of cute. It reminds me of in, like, shifter romances where they've got, like, some secret term that essentially means mate. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Since we're talking about uh, Naranja, and when he said it, which was the morning after that, this is a rough transition, mm-hmm. but I need to get to the smoke. Okay, okay, it's some good. <laughs> you smoke. can just say, "I'm um, shut up." We're talking about the sexy times, and I'd be like, yeah. uh, "Sometimes I like to explain the way my brain works in the hopes that I'm not alone." <laughs> <laughs> you got to take other people for the train ride. Yeah, <laughs> sexy time. I mean, the the first one, they they hit us immediately strong. Oh, yeah. That was, that was very nice. I know. It was very nice. (laughs) He had a lovely snack time. (laughs) So usually when we use the word snack, it's either because somebody like, you look so good, I could eat you. Mm -hmm. Gonna have a little nibble. (laughs) I went there. The vagina. I mean, a man's got to eat, right? Yeah. (laughs) Can't let him starve. Jesus Christ. I mean, yes. Do you know what I found super interesting in this book? Like, he goes down on her immediately. He's oh, yeah. like, this is and where frequently. I want to be. Yeah, but they don't do the, the BJ scene until the fucking epilogue. Or not the epilogue, but the, the, the very end of the yeah. book before the epilogue. I'm I, not a big BJ scene We love a man who gives, person. you know? We do love a man who gives. I'm obviously in the other camp of you guys. I mean, I yes, man who gives, great. But, you know... You, I like a good like BJ scene. Yeah, I love a good BJ scene. Hmm. I am not the hugest fan of BJ scenes, mostly because a lot of time they're written to be either a little degrading to the woman, yes, or like like a I don't know, like I have to do this, I don't know, thing. But that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike the BJ scene in this book, but okay, back to the dick. Can I just say there's a couple of things in the spicy scenes that kind of killed it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, when they didn't use a condom the first time. Yeah. It's a bold choice. It is a bold choice. I've known you for like how long? I can't trust you. And, and, and no birth control is for foolproof. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Y'all are like, I don't want kids. And you're just like splooging all over the place. <laughs> Number two. When they were when they were doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, she was trying to like touch herself mm-hmm. down below, and he was like, "No, the first time you're just gonna come from this dick." And I'm like, <laughs> yes. "That's not necessarily how it works, brah. Some women just can't." Yeah. I think that the author was trying to have him edge her, and I was like, I, "That's okay, but like, that's a bold move on the first trial." Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like bold choices. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I didn't. I that one kind of threw me off. I'm like, but sometimes you need yeah. to play with the bean. 
sometimes like there's no way it's happening unless we're doing both sir <laughs> but uh i am curious what what did you guys think about hit what he was saying while they were doing their deeds i mean not we talked a little bit about not totally loving the uh this is my body shenanigans agains here's the thing some people love this like praise kink situation and i hate it not yeah. hate it hate it's a strong word i dislike it i do like it I, I don't want it. I like the praise kink stuff, and I also slightly like the degradation kink stuff. Again, it's nothing I would want in real life. I just, for some reason, my books, I'm like, yeah. That one just came out of nowhere when he was like, my good little whore. And, and I'm yeah, just like, that, mm. that, th- that's the, co- I think, the combination that really makes me go, yuckers, is when it's <laughs> good girl, my good girl whore. I'm like, no, stop. I can maybe like handle the good girl stuff. I don't hate it. I just it's it feels very condescending. Yeah, I don't want and anybody I, calling me a girl. Believe it or not, I don't want to be condescended to when you're shoving your dick in me. <laughs> I did appreciate the little bit of butt play at the end though. I did not. I appreciated it, but then we didn't follow through, and that was my problem. I don't have a problem with the butt stuff. <laughs> We are bold on Friday nights. <laughs> I don't have a problem with going to that second round, but I do have a problem with you springing it on a gal in the middle of doing something else. Like, no, no, no sneaky surprises for me. It wasn't. He, he like asked her. Yeah. He asked for uh, consent. Asked I mean, in the middle of sex. Yes. But like, he asked, asked her kind of. Him. I mean, I like, could she have been like, uh, no, sir? <laughs> yes. Um, but like the way he said it was like, just so you know, I'm going to take this little hole. Yeah. When I sometime in the future, I've decided this for us. And it's like, that's, yeah, not, it like, he would, he, that's not actually like, if, I, if she absolutely be. said, fuck no, he, he would have respected no that. Shit up. I don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the Thanksgiving? Let's go back to something wholesome. What'd you guys think of Thanksgiving? <laughs> I liked Thanksgiving. It was cute. And I also liked that they had their time away so they could, they could have yeah. their important discussions and everything. It was fine. I was kind of in the it's fine category because I was like, who are these people? You're throwing like 20 names at me and I don't know them. I have no context. I do have a question about that because you said you did research on, but she has another series or another thing that was about her sister, correct? Yeah, there is a whole series that's about... It's like a throwback to her other series. Yeah. Is that? Okay, so that makes sense. That's kind of the impression I got. I got the impression that I was Damien because he didn't know who any of these people were and I was like, I don't either, buddy. We're in this together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also... Hmm, I felt a little icky about how quickly her family embraced him. Like, does your family not have anxiety about new people in your family? Because, I don't know. Anxiety is not the right word. Um, Apprehension. There. Because, like, I do not like people bringing someone they've been dating for less than a month home for the holidays. It would make... I would immediately be on edge. I'd be like, are you okay? I also maybe get the impression that the family kind of just takes in strays because they did yes. they did grow up kind of rough. Mm. So the 
So they weren't making a big deal about it either. There were a few comments that were like, make sure you don't let her go. Make sure you take care of her. Uh, right. Make yeah. sure, or make sure you're here next year. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. family's different, Wiggles. Uh, it's not even like a negative thing. It's just like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> right. You know, like, it's one thing for someone to bring a friend home. Like, that's... There's a different level of pressure. Yeah. Then this might be somebody who's in your family forever. <laughs> well, since we're talking about the holidays, and we picked this book, I picked this book because it was supposed to be a holiday book. I mean, they do the the cute kiss at Rockefeller Center, mm-hmm. which is a very holiday esque thing, and it's all kind of built up to the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. So I mean, ish. I think right. it qualifies in the same way that Die Hard qualifies as a Christmas movie. And that's where I'm going to leave that. I I agree with you. It it didn't give me the warm, fuzzy Christmas feels. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Hallmark movie Christmas. Yeah. Well, I don't even need Hallmark movie Christmas because Hallmark movie Christmas is insane. <laughs> I mean, well, yes. But I do, I do want something that... Mm, sort of evokes that uh feeling of all everything's all lit up pretty and there's Mm -hmm. snow on the ground and like new york is is the city for christmas in my opinion like it's just a totally different city then and so yes rockefeller center is part of it but like everything is just prettier in new york when it's christmas yeah there just wasn't enough i think description Mm -hmm. of christmas activity Mm -hmm. Should we talk about the Christmas party? Let's do. Let's do. Oh, the Christmas party. So leading up to it, like he was every time she was trying to tell him he was deflecting because he wanted to have the he thought she wanted to have the more serious conversation about their future. And so he kept deflecting it because he wanted to have the like, know that this is going to be a thing conversation. And they did not do a good job with communication. <laughs> oh, no, they, they fucked up there. But. To be fair, they've only been together a month and a half at this yeah. point, so I can't expect extreme degrees of communication all of the time. Correct. Well, and she does kind of cop out a little. She's like, sh- and she says sure. she does. Yeah, it's like, like she's like, she- oh, well, you didn't give me a chance to speak, bitch, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and she doesn't even try to say that to him. Like, he says, he kind of, when they do have the big conversation about it, she's like, I tried to tell you a couple of different times, but she does not blame him. She, you know, she fully says that it was a cop out. You know, she was scared to do it, too. I do like that he takes his responsibility in that conversation, though, mm-hmm. that he's totally like, oh, no, you you did try to talk to me about this. And I deflected multiple times. Like, yes, it was a total cop art on her part to a degree. There were multiple times where she's like, could I have? Yes. But she got scared. And I, I understand the getting scared. I also internally like as it kept getting closer and closer to the holiday party, I'm like, bitch, you need to tell him before Dick is there. Oh, yeah. It was super awkward. Mm-hmm. Richard the Dick at the holiday party was a massive dick. He was almost borderline cartoonish. Yeah. His yeah. reaction. Like, I was like, okay. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't some people who are that ridiculous. I have unfortunately met some. <laughs> mm-hmm. but like 
how has he managed to make it this far? Nepotism. And he's that stupid. Like, it's just a little bit exaggerated, I think. I did kind of like, though, that, like, at first, he said nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it was when he didn't get the promotion that he lost his goddamn mind. Well, and she also said that he was very clearly drunk mm-hmm. when he lost his mind. That adds to the the over-the-topness there. Yeah. Because he thought he had that in the fucking bag. Which I'm sorry. You have so little self-awareness that you thought you had that promotion in the bag. You were going to become a partner. You're a terrible lawyer. Some people are so entitled, though. Well, I have a quote from from that moment. So here's the thing. This this whole statement, all I could react to it was literally just screaming in frustration. It's, but he was always that type to say all of those mean things that you keep to yourself out loud when he drank. It was the one thing about him I never told the girls, knowing instinctively that if I did... They would be worried that if they knew that part, they would work to get me to leave. And it's like, yeah, because they should. Yes. Um, I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't, didn't have that highlighted. But the part before that is she's like, I know that he was he was never violent. And then, then immediately is violent afterwards. And it's like, yeah, if they can be violent to you emotionally and and verbally, it's not that big of a jump to take it to physically. I just, yeah, yeah I don't know. I felt like that had to be addressed because I was just like, there's a lot of abuse apology yeah. happening throughout this book. And it should not, it is not necessarily put in the book as a positive thing um, or a supported thing, but it is put in the book but but it is in the book a lot and it comes back to that thing where I was like it feels like half of this book is great and positive reinforcement and awesome and then the other half of this book I'm like do not promote this as normal I don't think she's promoting it in a good way but it is normal yes yeah and I don't I don't think our book should shy away from I don't think it should shy away from it, but there's so many moments where the character tells you it's okay and you you have to either already be aware of why it's wrong Mm -hmm. for all the things that um, our lead guy does to react to this and go, no, absolutely not. That's not okay. There's a lot of things that that never are addressed and officially said, like, no, this isn't okay. That never should have been happening. I guess, um, I guess to me, that scene that you're describing was her finally admitting that, like, it was not okay. We've been through this, this one he's been drunk for, and now she's finally seeing, oh, I have been hiding this, or I have been ignoring all of the warning signs such as this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it was, it was complicated. That's how I feel about it. It's complicated. Some of it. I think did what the author wanted it to do, but some of it I don't think hit the way it should have because it didn't always come across as he was in the wrong, but that she didn't do enough to prevent it or she didn't do enough to not be exposed to that or even that it wasn't really that wrong. Well, I, that's, that is one of the, the tricky things with telling a story from first perspective or for like from the first person is she didn't always think that that was wrong. That's why she stuck with him for four years. And I, 
speaking from personal experience, there is times where you don't realize how fucked up something is until you're out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even then, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. Because you're also admitting to yourself that you let it go on too long, mm-hmm. that you weren't strong enough to see it or get out of it. And, you know, you got to understand and learn to give yourself a little grace on that mm-hmm. because it isn't always black and white. He started out wonderful in the beginning. Sometimes you become blind to some of the things or how fucked up some of the things that they're actually doing are. Yeah, I everything you just said mm-hmm. needed to be in this book. And that's where I think that the 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 thing that is complicated is that the only time her friends ever say anything about it is I can't believe you let him do this Abby right yeah that that Mm -hmm. that's where it's missing and we haven't really talked about her friends because in a lot of ways they don't really show up for her no we talked about Cammy and her kind of like blind rage but you're right the the friends didn't step in when they should have which unfortunately is also very realistic it is and and that's a lot harder than it looks on paper right like oh it absolutely is uh you can you can say something and that just pushes them further away right Right. Mm -hmm. and you can also not see it sometimes absolutely because you're not seeing the things that happen behind closed doors and they saw a lot of things that they didn't like, but they did not know the extent mm-hmm. because when they were doing, when they were plotting the revenge and everything, like all of a sudden they're like, wait, you did all of this fucking shit for him? She even signed some of the emails that she did as his personal assistant. Yes. And I think too, from like Kat and Cammy's perspective, it's also hard afterwards to address it. And you're mostly just happy that they're out of it. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like... What good is it right now to continue to dig into what Abby might see as her failure or her fuck up? Like to an extent they were trying to like open her eyes that like Mm -hmm. the things that you are describing are terrible, Abby. Like Mm -hmm. this is not this is not acceptable behavior by anyone. But there's Cammy. They really position her as being almost a secondary villain in this story. The, The way that she abby is recovering from being with a manipulative guy and the way that cammy manipulates her yeah Ooh. yeah yeah i got the ick from that real hard i'm like you she's trying to do the right thing here yes because arguably what she's doing again when it was just casual fine whatever it's just supposed to be a casual thing anyway should she maybe have mentioned it yeah but once she realizes that it's not going to be that anymore and that she really likes this guy, they should have had the discussion mm-hmm. and everything. And it it has become more than I'm going to fuck your boss. It's it's becoming a, other people are going to get hurt in this situation. Right. Abby and Kat have just gotten way too used to like rolling over for Cammy, Because like yeah. Kat knew better this whole time too mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like never said anything. And that kind of comes back to the comment that you made earlier that we don't get a resolution there. No. Yeah. I I wish we did. I wish that they had the sit down heartfelt conversation of, hey, I I think you need to talk to somebody about this. I think we need to talk about this. This fun, lighthearted uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> holiday romance is, is not so lighthearted once you actually dig into it. Correct. No. I will say I did like the conversation on the street after she's punched dick in the face which yeah go girl 
he she's like tr- she ran all the way down the stairs I was like, that's fucking unrealistic. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. And them shoes? No. Why did you take them off? I'm like, that, that's what I would have I would have kicked right. them bitches off and carried them down the street. Right. I mean, I would not walk on a New York City street without shoes on. I don't care how bad my feet hurt. Ick. There's sure. tuberculosis oh, down there, sure. I think. But <laughs> I wouldn't be walking down them stairs in four inch heels. I wouldn't have gone up stairs in four inch heels. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have been in the four inch heels. No, thank you. Nah, nah, nah. But I did like that. So. You come to realize after they've had the conversation because you think he was like storming away. And in reality, he just was taking some air. He needed to process for a minute and then he was going to come back and have the conversation with her. And I'm like, I like that. Like, because there's absolutely something to be said for I need a minute and then we'll talk about this. Yeah, that's actually healthy argument like practices if you're in a situation or healthy communication practices if you're like this is a situation where I need to step away and process and then come back yes Mm -hmm. absolutely and I actually I don't like that he didn't tell her that like I just need a minute and I'll be back um but I also understand why he didn't because he also just punched dick in the face and then he like stormed out but I also understand the need for separation just for a minute and a minute when you need to go outside at the from the top of 30 Rock, yeah, would take a hot second. It's a big-ass building. I also like that it kind of throws in the face the idea that, no, you should not rush out into traffic to fucking go, like, talk to your romantic interest. That's not, don't do that. Wait for the light, you fool. I also like that just this random street guy is like, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Yes. Jesus. So what were your thoughts on the proposal? I thought it was fine. I mean, it wasn't anything, whatever. The thing I liked about it the most was just the fact that the timeline continued to make sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. That it was three years later and then he was proposing. They didn't move in together for like two, two of those years. So I think they've lived together for a full year now. Like they took the time and they had discussed the time period and everything. Oh, yeah. They had already discussed the fact that they were going to be engaged mm-hmm. or at least they were going to give themselves time like because that's the thing that to me doesn't make a lot of sense is you probably should discuss the future and engaged and like getting engaged and married before popping the question. Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. Shockingly, I think a lot of people don't. Oh, I know a lot of people don't. I I don't know. It, especially as a public proposal oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh fuck. I see. And personally, like so some people would love a pub- public purpose- proposal. She was all about it. And these are it's a very close company and everything, you know. I did kind of like that it was essentially doing what she told him about that she originally envisioned that Dick was going to take her to this party and propose. And so he did it instead. Yeah. otherwise i was just kind of like it was meh it was yeah. there it existed i i think it's interesting that i mean throughout the book there was a little bit of this right um like some really clunky dialogue where you're like mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> nobody talks like that but whatever uh moving past it right but it seemed like it increased during the epilogue <laughs> like maybe it was just me but i was just like okay i <laughs> I it sometimes felt like the author is a little like me where they're not super comfortable with emotions. <laughs> and I was like, I can relate, but also this is your thing. <laughs> I guess I didn't catch that, but yeah, I didn't either. 
I mean, okay, for me, if that's the biggest gripe I have about the writing, good job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I really liked the, the writing for the most part in this book. Yeah. For the most part, I was very, like, I there were a few moments where I was just, if it weren't for the fact that they, they announce whose point of view it is, I was a little, like, wait, who's telling this moment? I had to, like, sure. go back and check. But other than that, it was pretty, pretty solid. Well... You guys have anything else to say or do you want to get into it kind of feels like a natural transition into the the ratings? I think it's time for ratings. Rate them up. Well, we'll start with what is your spice rating? Mm, yes. The spice. It, was, it was good spice. It was well-written spice. It, there was variety to things, but nothing like too shocking or anything. So I, I'm going to go with a three. Yeah, it was pretty vanilla. I was thinking also like a three, maybe a 3.5. Like we could maybe get into there just because of frequency. 3.5 was where I was going for the frequency. Yeah. And it like it's, is it vanilla quite a bit? Yes, but there is some change up in there. Like oh, it's yeah. not always the same and not the same position every time. So the phone sex was different. We haven't had one of those We have not yet had the phone on the podcast, sex. I don't think. Mm. If there was, it was obviously not something I'm remembering. So. It was not up to snuff. Yeah. Yep. So, so 3.5 is where I land. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. What about your romance rating then? I give them a solid 3.5. I liked them as a couple. I thought they were they were cute and I liked the communication. Communication is sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, there was a big miscommunication, but then they had a conversation. Oh, who would have thunk it? Oh, my God. Be still my heart. <laughs> uh, I I liked them, but um, I don't I don't know that this relationship would have been possible had she not been walking away from Richard. Um, not in terms of like if they had walked. There's no other way they could have met. But in terms of I don't know that she would have necessarily gotten into a relationship with him otherwise. So I'm going to go with a three. I think I'm going to go with a 3.5. And I get what you're saying, Wiggs, but I do think a lot of relationships are circumstance, at least to start. Mm-hmm. Not circumstantial friends, but like how you get together can be a circumstantial well, I don't necessarily mean like that. I don't think she would mentally have been in the headspace to be with a person like him. Yeah, both the actual like time and place, but also like you mentally have to be in the right sure. place for it. Overall, I gave it a four. I liked it. I also gave it a four. For me, it was a three. Because like I said, throughout this entire book, I was just like, sometimes it felt like... Somebody had taken a women's studies course and only showed up for half the classes and was surprised that they didn't get a solid (laughs) A on the test. And so it was just sort of like, uh, and so for all the good parts, there were equal parts that made me literally go, stop. Um, So three is where I land, right in the middle. I have been starting to give a little bit higher rating to things if they can either a get me to read it in like a speed read amount of time and I read this book in a day and b convince me to read the next book in the series which I have mm. that's also a factor for me muscles and monsters did that to me yeah I did not feel the need for that with this one it, this is not my this is not my billionaire this is not my dreamland billionaire so. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming out Laura Asher is that I think that's her name yeah uh she's coming out with another book where it's like interior competing interior designer kind of thing that I'm like 
sold. That's your book. Thank you. Thank you. I will take it. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> okay. While we're talking about other books and stuff, what are your guys' recommendations? Legally Blonde. No. Because, I mean, there's just so much. Like, she did change herself after getting broke up with, but, like, she changed herself back to the person she was. So I really like that about this book. But Legally Blonde. I would say the uh, Dreamland Billionaires series. I think maybe the third one is probably the closest in terms of like characters and such. But that whole series has this vibe. There's a little bit of age gap. There's definitely rich, hot boyfriends. Those books by Lauren Asher. I know what I'm going to recommend. Well, then recommend it. Um, in terms of the dynamic of the, the leads, I'm going to hit you with the... The love hypothesis. And I'm not just saying that because I'm looking at it. I was looking at the other one. And I was like, no, actually not that one. Um, the love hypothesis has a lot of power dynamics element to it. Oh, yeah. There is also an element of wanting to care for the lead character, um, lead female character, by the part of the male character. And there is a little... It's not nearly as, as large and in charge as it is in this book, but there's a little bit of dom sub thing going on between those two so uh yeah love on love not love on the brain the love hypothesis i'm sorry ali hazelwood if you could tell your books easier for me to say that would be great (laughs) (laughs) thank you please and thank you because i will be reading all of them but yes uh the the love hypothesis by ali hazelwood is i think something you would enjoy so if you liked this episode, you can find us out on the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets, uh, primarily on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Or you can just go to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Please give us a like, give us a review, a rating, send us your thoughts and your comments. We'd love to hear from you or even get some recommendations from you. That's all I got, folks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you.